BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Doug Mellard. Hey, Doug Benson. Um, I hear you're not feeling well, buddy. I feel great. <laughs> I sound great. <laughs> I sound like Kathleen Turner. It's pretty cool. You may have uh, seen my work in VI Warshawski. Uh, so why? Uh, it's, I think it's residual <laughs> effects of South by Southwest. South by Southwest pays residuals? <laughs> residual uh, flu-like symptoms. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, don't, I thought we weren't uh, getting diseases anymore. I thought we were trying to be safe. Uh, I think after two years of not getting anything, my body had some surprises. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad that you're, uh, you can still speak. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind hopefully... Of. Our guest won't get confused and think that uh, that Kathleen Turner is uh, co-hosting <laughs> Wide World of Dogs. Uh, <laughs> our guest today is uh, uh, perfectly able to uh, also, you know, hold up your end of the conversation if you, uh, <laughs> you know, if, you, if it hurts to talk. Uh, he's comedian and now New York sandwich slash bar shop owner. Yeah. Joe DeRosa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's super fun to talk to. Maybe too much fun for you right now. Cause laughing probably hurts. Yeah. That hurt a little bit, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to work. Hello, Joe DeRosa. Hi, Doug's. Uh, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's. Uh, how are you doing, Joe? I'm great, buddy. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm here in New York. Uh, I'm saying to Ryan before the show started. I've had a very productive day so far, and this is sort of the end of the work day because it's five o'clock here, and I have poured some red wine, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm happy to be talking to you guys. Well, this is going to be a lovely hour of just chilling with Joe in his uh, little. Uh, uh, do you have a selection of wines when you go to drink a wine, or is it just the one, the bottle you currently have? I have a selection. I keep it at the wine store a block from my house. <laughs> and uh, when I'm in the mood, I go in and I say, Give me your finest caps out at $15 uh, red. And then uh, and here we are <laughs> today. I have something called simple life from uh, California. It was 14 99. Can't be oh. 
There you, you go. Got in, you got in right under the wire on that fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's nice. Feels good. Feels good. How are you? How are you guys doing? Is the question. Well, I'm doing great. You know, <laughs> except for some, you know, uh, problems with things that are going on in the world, maybe. But like me personally, I'm doing great. But good. our friend Doug Mellard had too much fun at South by Southwest. <laughs> I'm still feeling the ramifications a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm still uh, still under the weather, but you know, we only do Wide World of Doug's three times a month, so he's he's a, a trooper and showing up for work. Dude, I didn't feel. I'm not kidding. I didn't feel normal from South by until like like yet last night. I think was the first time where I was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm dying anymore. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's quite a, a party and quite a, a crowd scene uh, at South by Southwest. So uh, I think I have not gotten out of there without getting sick in the past. Mm-hmm. But because uh, I always go for the full, you know, like ten days, so it's it's a lot. But uh, especially after uh, two years of not doing much, I think was a big part of it. Right, that could also be a factor, but in in my case, I didn't even have get a cold or flu at South by because of the whole uh, you know masking and distancing and whatnot. Um, which I that's the aspect of it. I don't like wearing a mask as much as the next guy, but then not getting colds and flus is really uh, a, a great perk. Yeah, I didn't get. Um, I don't think I caught anything. My allergies really got kicked off down there. Um, uh-huh. And then when I got back to New York, they were, they just kept getting worse. So it was that, and then it was the lack of sleep, like, and then the continued lack of sleep because my allergies were bothering me. And then like just a probably a perpetual hangover for, I'm yeah. like, God, man, it's just, I mean, I'm a drinker and it's, and I'm like, this is so much drinking. Jesus yeah. God, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is there's, there's there's drinks available uh you know the whole time you're there and uh, it's it's hard to say no especially because they're free a lot of the time well there's mm-hmm. moments where like sadly you're like i'm gonna have a drink so i can stay awake which kind of doesn't make sense but you kind of have to do it sometimes it's weird yeah 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 and, and you have plenty of drinking days there where or at least i did where you're like I better start drinking or I'm going to not feel right. Cause my body yeah. is like, what's going on. <laughs> but uh, the allergy thing though, I hear you on that. I, uh, I had a pretty good time down there this time, but uh, uh, I, I definitely had uh, moments of my, my allergies kicking in and, and doesn't it say, I also hear what you're saying about you go back to New York and you think, you know, change of setting. I'm going to, you know, reset my, my allergies go away. At least, you know, maybe not good, but like temporarily. Yeah. And, uh, and then when you still get hit with it, it's like, fuck, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> moving to a, going to a completely different city that has different pollen count, different things going on in the air. And it's still an issue. Well, it's, uh, it's frustrating. You know, what's funny is like, you'd think, you you know you'd think like oh I'm going back to sit to to New York the most uh, urban of all city you know what I mean like the most urban landscape of all cities like there's nothing there that could carry pollen there are no trees in New York unless you're in Central Park but I yeah. live literally across the street from a really lovely park that has tons of trees in it and I also have a glass sliding door with a little terrace that I open every day so I think. I just sucked up all the pollen that was in New York into my apartment. Yeah, you're just inviting <laughs> it in. 
Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, you know, but, uh, do you ever, do, I am, I, I'm, I'm curious, like, cause, cause you're pro, uh, I'd say you're pro marijuana. Me? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been, I I'm calling back to like when I was saying like, I'm a drinker and even I'm like at South by like, Jesus Christ. Have you ever been in a situation in recent years where even you like with weed where you're like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Like I love weed, but this is too much. Does it, or are you like nothing can phase you at this point? You know what I mean? I think I'm in, I'm in the unfazable because like, for one thing, you know, there's the whole tolerance, tolerance issue. You know, I smoke so much that one could argue that, you know, I'm not getting as high as, you know, I would if I had to like, you know, laid off for like a week or something. Right. Um, there's always that, but I always change it up between, you know, edibles and, uh, uh, concentrates and, and cannabis. And so just by moving it around, I seem to be able to, uh, you know, continue to get high. I'm not completely, uh, blown out on that front, but um, that's why I've uh, championed marijuana and continue to mm -hmm. uh, talk about it to this day because um, I'm never hungover. You know, since I severely cut back on my drinking, I still drink because I, I, I like the taste, but I don't. You know, I just don't drink as much as I used to. Uh, between that and just smoking weed all day, I like have never hungover and. Uh, you know, I do get sleepy sometimes, but a, a nap can usually fix that. Dude, you're the yeah, first person in history that ever said that. Like, you do what <laughs> you just said, you just go, I drink because I like the taste, but that's. that's <laughs> I like, uh, you know, I like mixed drinks. You know, I still like yeah. ha having those things. You know, I still like yeah. a, like a, uh, uh, I'm really into these smoke drinks now where like they actually put smoke in the glass, you know, and then put a lid on it. And so your first couple of sips, you can actually have smoke and, uh, you know, whiskey or whatever at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, I enjoy that very much. I remember when you and I first became friends, I was at the, um, comedy dojo or whatever. It's that, that, that room that was like above the restaurant. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's still there or not, but anyway, I was there it doing, a <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was there doing a spot one night and I said, where are you going to be? And you're like, Oh, that's funny that you're going to be there. I'm going to be across the street. I forget the name of the bar. You go. Cause I, I'm, I want a chocolate choco teeny. <laughs> I, like, I was like, I've never, I know people that like chocolate teens, but I was, I found it interesting that you sought out the choco teeny. <laughs> uh, and I was like, he, that's a man that likes the flavor of the drink versus the effect, you know? Yeah, because I just have the one, you know, it's like a little dessert. I just uh, had a couple of uh, coffee, like espresso cocktails at uh, dinner last night. And it was a nice, uh, you know, in lieu of dessert, it's just a nice, uh, I mean, a nice know. little treat. Yeah. But the, um, but that, that was a bar called The Woods. I think I had gone there a couple nights before and enjoyed the chocolatini and, and then you know, so then when I told you that I was going back, but I don't think I've been since like, it, you know, it's a perfectly tasty drink, but, uh, what not enough reason to, uh, you know, to go there. <laughs> that, that was exactly, that was exactly what it was. You, I remember you saying I was there a couple of nights before and you had the Chacotini and, then, <laughs> and that you had returned for it. which, which it's funny, like a Chacotini, I've had them. They're nice. But the espresso martini to me is arguably the most delicious drink I've ever had in my life and the most dangerous because you're like, 
you feel like you're not drinking any alcohol whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my you Lord. Can really, you can really slug them back. They're just so tasty and, and mm. uh, smooth, you know, and yeah. um, real dangerous. So that's a, you know, that's another reason why I uh, stick to only having one or two or, or even a, a sip of somebody, you know, my girlfriend will get a drink and I'll just have a couple sips of it, you know, because mm-hmm. I do. That's how I feel about beer. Like I never need a whole beer, but I do love the taste for those first few drinks, you know, first few sips are always so good. Yeah. We, we started doing a thing. I opened a, a bar and, and, and sandwich place and, and we started doing a thing at our bar where we have seven ounce glasses and you can get beers as a seven ounce. And I, we love it. Like, like <laughs> I think customers like it, but like Paul, the own the co-owner and myself, my partner, we love it. Cause we're like, dude, isn't this like the perfect amount of beer? Like just seven ounces, you know, it doesn't get warm at the bottom. It's, you know what I mean? So I hear you on the beer thing. Like I like the front end of a beer much more than I like the back end. Yeah. I had a beer so fancy the other day that it came like in uh, like a, like a snifter, you know, like one of those little glasses mm-hmm. that you can yeah. get, you know, get your fingers under and just hold it. And, uh, and, and, you know, and it was such a delicious, uh, it was like a, you know, a chocolate, uh, peanut butter kind of beer and it was so delicious and thick that like just a little bit of it like that was was perfect yeah yeah no i i agree i agree the uh, what's the oh, name sorry. of your uh I, I was gonna ask you this before you brought it up but i you know of course you're gonna bring it up in every conversation because it must be so cool to be partners in a bar slash sandwich shop that's that's you know that, that you started it is cool. And I swear I wasn't bringing it up to plug it. Um, <laughs> I really wasn't. I was just, I, I was just saying like, I agree with you. Anyway. Um, it's called is Joey Rose. Is, oh, God, is business that the business is that good that you don't go need to go around plugging it or. It's no, it's not. It's not your go-to because you also still have to plug your stand updates and stuff. No, I, I plug it any chance I get. I just wasn't sneakily plugging just then. I see. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm happy to talk about it and plug it all. But but business is good. It's going well. Um, it's called Joey Roses. It's on Rivington Street in the Lower East Side in New York City, 174 Rivington Street. And it's a the sign says Sandwiches and Social Club because the vibe inside is very old school neighborhood bar, like hangout, affordable drinks. Our core menu of sandwiches are eight bucks a piece and they're great size sandwiches. It's not like it's a tiny sandwich for a great price. It's a great sandwich for a great price. Um, And we wanted to make a place where people could really hang out. And uh, it really harkens back to the late seventies and early to mid eighties vibes of the lower East side in New York city. And um, I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy that we did it. Uh, It's exciting, exciting and scary and, and adventurous and all these different things all at once, but I'm so happy I did it. And, uh, and if you're ever in New York, anybody come by Joey roses info, I'm sorry, Joey roses, NYC.com is where you can get all the info. And, uh, thanks a lot. Um, it's been wild. It, Thank you. I like, what are the, what are the, uh, odds of, uh, Joe DeRosa sighting if people come there? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> like how, how, like how much time do you spend there i mean because you're you still have a you know a stand yeah. up and you still have your whole career in show business right you're not getting yeah. you give that up for this 
I pop. No, no, I'm still doing that stuff. I, I mean, I pop in on most days. I've got to pop in at one point or another. And then there are yeah. usually a handful of days every week where I'm there, you know, starting out as like kind of just checking out some stuff and making sure everything is cool. And then that sort of spins into me just sort of hanging out and, uh, and enjoying the place. I have a bit in my act about it right now where I say like, if you're a drinker and you own a bar, it's really hard not to get completely shit faced every day. Cause it's your, it's your bar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I don't do that. I, I just, um, but it is true. You're you, at any moment. You're like, I could go to my bar right now. <laughs> just hang out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you have, friend, you have friends coming through all the time, you know, like every time you pop in, probably friends come through. Uh, I've got to thank. I, I do try to do this anytime I can publicly thank the comedy community because both fans and comedians alike have come through in such great numbers. And it's been so amazing. And just seeing the guys that come through to support Attell was there last week. And Michael Che's been through a bunch. Sam Jay's been through a bunch. And um, um, it's just, it's Jay Okerson. It's just been awesome, man. It's just been an awesome, awesome experience. And, and to have a spot like this in New York, which is my favorite place in the world, that gives a nod to old New York. And we feel like we're kind of trying to contribute to the better parts of New York versus the big box takeover, whatever gouge you for rent parts of New York. Uh, it feels really good. And I hope that it goes on for a long time. And, and by all means, if any of you guys are ever over here, please like come hang, man, we'll have a great yeah, time. Man. Oh yeah. You're definitely going to see me there because I, you know, I don't know anybody else that, uh, has access to sandwiches and booze. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do you have Chacotini's? We, we don't actually, we, we kind of pride ourselves on being like a, uh, an old school spot where it's focused more on like the classic drinks and, um, and the, uh, and beers and stuff like that. But we do like, we don't really do craft beers or anything like that. We don't do craft cocktails, but we are doing these things called canned cocktails. Right now we have uh, a version of a Manhattan canned, and we are coming up with a version of an espresso martini canned. Um, but you have to vary the ingredients because the fact that it's canned, it has to have some carbonation in it. And then you can't put dairy in it. So you have to, mix different ingredients to give it the same flavor and blah, 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 blah. But we're trying to have the canned version of the, of some classic cocktail craft cocktails. So when people do want it, we can, we can serve it, but we can serve it in the style that fits the bar. You know, the whole bar is like the whole bar top is a collage of uh, old school New York hip hop flyers and posters. The wall behind the bar is all vintage video discs of movies we love and movies that inspired the bar. There's a 1983 star Wars arcade machine in the bar. It's all really, we're really trying to, and my favorite thing in the world is when, and it's happened a few times now, we're literally an 80 year old man from the neighborhood comes in and he's like, I haven't seen a place like this in years, you know, like, <laughs> it's so cool when that happens. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. So we, we got everything you need. Come through Joey roses. What, what are the hours? We're open Tuesday through Sunday. We open at 12 p.m. every day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Sundays, we close at midnight. And Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we close at 2 a.m. There you go. Yeah. What about what you could stay open until 4 if you wanted to? No, we're only allowed to stay open. Those are the hours we had to agree with 
agree to when we got our liquor license. Uh. Um, but we can reapply to go later. We can apply to go later once we have to go in front of the board again and we prove that we didn't act, act like fuck offs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're on a shorter leash in the beginning of this thing. Um, and we bake the bread fresh daily every morning. Um, and the ingredients are fresh. Everything is quality. I don't know. We just, we wanted to do a thing where, and, and it was born during the pandemic. So that amplified wanting to do this, but the whole concept was, why is everything so hard to find? And when you finally find it, why is it so expensive? And it just got really annoying. I got tired of going to these bars that like, you know, were pleasant enough experiences, but when every bar became a guy behind the bar with a bow tie and suspenders taking 20 minutes to make a cocktail because he's muddling the fruit and then I'm paying (laughs) $17 for it. You know what I mean? Or you're going to a dive bar and you're like, Oh, this is a tried and true dive. And you get a Miller high life and a shot of well, uh, whiskey and, and that's 15 bucks. And you're like, what? (laughs) And then you go to these sandwich places and you, you, you get a decent sized sub and it's $17 or, you know, if you want something affordable, you have to go to subway or what I was like, this doesn't make sense to me, especially in New York city. And then the fact that the pandemic was happening and we were designing all this during the lockdown, it really became important because we saw the loss that was happening in the city and all the things that were closing and going away. And we thought, this is, this is actually, uh, we want to, we, we want to do this now more than ever. We want to put a place in that people can come in after all this hardship and all these headaches and just go, Hey man, I had a great time and it was affordable, you know? Uh, and it felt like a place, a, a home away from home. I, I'm talking to the bartender, the guy sitting next to me who I don't know, we're talking. It's, it's, it's just a good vibe, man. So I'm very proud of it. It really came together the way we wanted it to. And I think you guys would really like it. Well, Joe, you should run for office. <laughs> that was awesome I, you get my vote for sure i think he's looking for your your money to you know get a sandwich <laughs> and some but what right we so, need more investors now i'm kidding so <laughs> when you're open till midnight on a weekday or two on the weekend yeah. when how late can someone you know get in there and get a sandwich we serve sandwiches until we run out of bread and we try to bake enough bread every day to last the day. Sometimes we run out, which is a great problem to have. And we've had to increase the bread count. We opened on black Friday. It's now March. So what's that four months, whatever it is. Um, we've increased the bread count steadily as we've stayed open and gone and, and progressed. Um, because we were, we kept running out, uh, and we're trying to make sure we don't run out. But at the same time, that's the only downside of serving a quality product to people is you, you go, look, man, we, you know, we make it every morning from scratch. That's the truth. Um, and you know, so we'll do our best to have as many rolls as we can through the, we also though post when we run out of bread. So we try to avoid anybody having coming down and then being surprised by it. You know what I mean? But yeah. That's also one of the reasons we made it a full service experience because it's like, you know, if I went to a cool bar to get a sandwich and when I got there, they were like, we're out of bread, you know, I'd be disappointed, but at the same time, I'd be like, well, at least I'm in a cool, bar. maybe I'll get a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. At least there's, there's something still there for you, you know? So, but uh, yeah, so we're talking like basically in the evening, it's more, more or less 
by that point, you're, you're either out of bread or close to out of bread. It just depends on the day, but no, we're usually able to serve just, just up until close. Um, we we're, we're getting the numbers right, you know, and the counts right now nice. more so than we were in the beginning. Cause in the beginning it's all trial by fire, but it still happens sometimes. I, look, I, and quite frankly, I hope it continues to happen. So we go, shit, we need to make even more bread now. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. I'd say it's a safe bet that if you're getting there anywhere between opening at 12 PM and, and eight or nine or 10 PM, we're probably not out of bread yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also yeah. uh, it's silly to be get, going and getting a sandwich at midnight anyway, you know, it's probably not a, probably not a great idea. Well, I want us, I want us to be servicing those hours because that's the thing. Like it's, it's, it's kind of hard. It's a thing that's a little hard to come by, especially for delivery. Like we just got on a DoorDash and um, caviar and you can also get delivery through our website directly. But I want us to be able to service those hours because, you know, some guys home doing um, what's the lingo, Doug dabs. <laughs> yeah. 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 He gets all dabbed out and he's like, I got to have a goddamn sandwich. <laughs> and then he's like, they're only $8. I'm going to get four. <laughs> no, we, you want to be able to service during those hours. So we're, we're, we're usually able to, and, 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 and as we go along, we'll figure out how to constantly be able to. So, so I, mean, yeah. I could talk about this subject, uh, you know, all day and, uh, and all night from noon to to midnight i could talk about it <laughs> while drinking and eating sandwiches at uh, joey rose's how does your uh partner in this endeavor feel about the the name basically being a play on your name and and uh, and he's shut out i don't see the name paul in there anywhere well he was very um he pushed me to do that. I, I actually didn't want to initially. This started as a pop-up. Paul Italia is the one of the the co-owner of the Stan Comedy Club in New York. He also is the guy that just bought the boat with Colin Jost and Pete Davidson, <laughs> which they talked about on SNL. Yeah, bought, yeah. Yeah, the ferry or whatever, which is <laughs> so insane. But anyway, the uh but when we first, when I first told him the sandwich menu that I had, and I wasn't telling it to pitch it to him. I literally was just telling him about it. He was the one that was like, let's do a pop-up at the stand. And like, let's just see if people react to these sandwiches well. And I said, okay. And I wanted to call the place the hard eight because it was eight. The, the core menu is called the hard eight. It's eight sandwiches for $8 each. I wanted to call it hard eight. He was the one that was like, no, dude you've got to use your name in some way and your face on this. And I was like, no way I'm not doing that. And he was like, dude, if you want to do this, like you you've worked all these years at comedy and stuff, you you're being dumb, like utilize whatever traction you can get out of that. That's free publicity. Like that's, that's going to be, that's going to matter to people. And I was like, no, it won't. It's stupid. <laughs> Nobody cares. And then lo and behold, he, he was right because so many like comedy fans have come through and, and that's been so touching and amazing. Um, so he doesn't care. He's like, we're partners through and through and all he wants is to see the business do well. I've done interviews about it where I've talked about him in the interview. And then when they write the story up, they don't mention him. And I've called him and been like, dude, I think that sucks that they didn't mention you. And he's like, I don't care. I just want the business to do well. So it's all good, man. It's all good. I love it. Well, yeah. we talk a lot about, you know, names on this show. Uh, yes. It's not usually about sandwich shop. <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> but it is, uh, you know, you got to name uh, uh, your bar and that's, uh, you know, that's something people don't normally get to do. And um, it also it is a decision that's going to affect the business, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you want to have the right name and it sounds like uh, it's working. It sounds like you nailed it. Yes, it's it's. It, is, it does help and it's been great. And uh, thank you for talking to me for so long about this. <laughs> well, do you, so since the name is Joey Roses, do you, is Joey, I've never called you Joey. Is Joey something that uh, people call you or that now you're encouraging them to call you that since it's on the name of their place? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I called it, I called it Joey Roses because Pete Holmes and Bill Burr used to call me Joey Roses. So when, when we were trying to think of a name that sounded like a sandwich shop, I said, all right, since you want me to like use some sort of link to the comedy stuff, what about Joey roses? That sounds like a sandwich shop. And Paul was like, yeah, that's a good name. Let's use that. So that's where it came from. But people all the time will be in the place and then they'll like see my face on the sign, not the outdoor sign. There's a little like um, this guy, Ted Munns, who's a great, uh, mosaic tile artist. He's amazing. He made us a tile mosaic for inside. And my face is on that. And people will be like, Oh my God, are you Joey? And I'm always like, please don't just, just Joe. Just <laughs> like, like I'm not, you know, <laughs> it's just like a fun, it's, it's more fun of a name. Joey roses, Joe roses. Doesn't, it's just not good. Right. A sign. <laughs> Joseph <laughs> roses. Did Bill and, and uh, uh, Pete call you th call you that because uh, is it like a mobster name in a movie or something or are they just why do they both arrive at that as a nickname for you? So Pete Holmes started saying it to me when we first became friends because he said DeRosa that means of the roses that's the English translation of that Italian name and I said yeah you're right so then he called me roses all the time oh, okay. and then he would call, he'd call me Joey Roses and then Burr these were independent of one another. Burr started calling me that. Cause he was like, if you were in the mob, that would be your name. <laughs> so it's weird that two people both called me the same nickname. Um, but it makes sense that it's those guys. Cause they both go around giving everybody nicknames. <laughs> Is that, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, cause Pete Holmes never doesn't call me Dougie fresh when he sees me. Yes. You know, yes. he picks something and he sticks with it. Yes, he does. <laughs> Pete has such, Pete has such interesting tendencies. Um, he saw the Batman before I did. And I go, this is such like a Pete thing. And you'll appreciate this. Doc. He goes, I go, just, I go, I haven't seen it yet. Just answer me. Yes or no. Don't spoil anything. <laughs> and he goes, I go, I, and he goes, roses, before you ask me the question, I'm not going to spoil anything. Once you ask me, I'll say yes or no. And then I'll just scream my favorite breakfast cereal at you. <laughs> and I go, is there a Joker relation in the movie? And he goes, yes, cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to sit there for three hours before that association happens in the movie. I hated that movie so much. Don't get me started. <laughs> oh my God. I hated it so much. Uh, it's, uh, I didn't hate it, but it's too long for sure. It's uh, yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> I, I really, 
I'm upset. And I'm a DC guy. I love DC and I love dark superhero movies. Like my biggest gripe with Marvel is that they, it's too comedic now. Yeah. Like I, I, I was so excited for this dark Batman. And then when I saw it, I was like, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a such a thing as too dark, like a whispering Gotham. Everybody's whispering. And then I just watched one of the Nolan ones last night. And I was like, this is so perfect. I, I, I love the Nolan ones. Yeah, they're great. I agree. Marvel Marvel doesn't need to have like Dr. Strange being wacky. It's too much. Yeah, it's, you know, but my, I kind of hung it up permanently with Marvel when I watched the second or third Thor movie. It's the third Thor movie. And they're watching Asgard be destroyed and one of the characters makes a joke about it. And I was like, all right, we've, we've left. <laughs> all stakes are gone at this point. The uh, Doug, do you remember the time? This is off topic, but do you remember the time I was on Doug loves movies? And I, I remember telling you, I remember breaking the news to you that Stallone was making another Rambo movie called last blood. And you didn't believe me. You thought I was fucking with you. <laughs> uh wait did that happen yes yeah it came and went it came and went how uh, many into it was that five or six that was five it was the last Uh, one yeah last yeah because also yeah there there was what there was (laughs) there was first blood first blood part two rambo wait then there was another one in there rambo three was the third one rambo three and then eventually years later they went with just Rambo. That was four. Yeah. And, and then this, this one was one, called last Ram- Rambo is fine. Rambo. <laughs> last Rambo. <laughs> Rambo. Last Rambo. Last call for Rambo. <laughs> it was. Uh, oh my God. I have a lot of great memories for those uh, 12 Dugs of Christmas. Shows. Oh, those shows are crazy. It's, yeah. uh, it's a lot. Um, oh, they're the best. Yeah, I can't believe I took the time to not believe you about Stallone with uh, so many guests on stage. Uh, <laughs> um, but what about uh, growing up? Like, uh, so everybody calls you Joe, yeah. but uh, does Joseph come into play ever? Not, not really anymore. Uh, my mom once in a while will drop it on me. And my Nana used to call me that exclusively. That's all she would refer to me as. But um, no, no, that's Joseph is like my uh, Obi-Wan. I, I, nobody calls <laughs> me that anymore. I don't, I don't know. I can't, you lost I, it like I, in grade school or something? No, it's just my proper name. I, I always hated the name. Uh, I don't, I'm still not a fan of it. It sounds dusty to me, Joseph. It's, I don't know. There's something just not. There's just nothing cool about that name to me. It's too biblical. Like it's, I don't, I just hate the name. I'm not, I don't like it. Joe, I wasn't crazy about, cause I was like, it's such a common name, but then like I became a huge David Mamet fan and he uses the name Joe all the time. So that made me feel like kind of cool for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause Joe is fun to write someone talking to a Joe. Cause there's so many fun, you know, what do you know, Joe? You know, right. fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, Doug is a unique name. I, I looked up. I looked up people named Doug today before the podcast. 
And the only three I knew were that were you two and Doug Stanhope. That was it. And Douglas Adams. Those were the only three. I was like, this is a very unique name. Like the Dougs through history. I didn't know a lot of them. You know what I mean? And there weren't a ton. So like, I'm envious of how uh, unique that your name, both of your uh, name is. Well, that's interesting. I, I, you know, I don't think we've had a guest that came on the show and, told us how great our name is because or, uh, or did it took any time to look anything <laughs> up ever <laughs> but it's just uh you know it's um what we talk about on the show all the time is that it's the name doug doesn't inspire confidence in anyone you know like when and i i just saw it again the other day uh a character in a tv show or movie go oh doug is coming over like as soon as you say that it's like it just sets up that oh this character sucks you know it's such an easy uh, shorthand <laughs> for like well, this guy's going to be like maybe not a bad guy, but definitely like not not an exciting person. Well, the the Nickelodeon cartoon didn't do you any favors. Mm-mm. No uh, favors whatsoever. That Doug isn't what you would call a man's man. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to take a break because uh, uh, you know. Got to take a break, but um, we will be right back with more Joe DeRosa and less sandwiches. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back. I changed my mind. I want to talk about sandwiches. Some more. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because the show is about names. Ostensibly. Mm-hmm. So what uh, do you name your sandwich? Was it fun naming yeah. the sandwiches that you serve or do they have fun names? I, I don't know if the names are fun, but the names all meant something to me. Oh, um, I love it. I love it. So give yeah. us an example. So like we have a, we have a sandwich that is um, it's white American cheese, mortadella, tomato and hot cherry peppers and mayonnaise. And I called that one the rosy because that that that's my mom, one of my mom's favorite sandwiches. And my mom's name is Rosemary. So I called that the rosy. Our version of an Italian sub, I called the dad because I was like, this would be my dad's favorite. We have another one that's American cheese, turkey, roast beef, mayo, cherry. I'm sorry, hot cherry peppers, tomato and onion. Uh, And that's called the local because that was a version of a hoagie I used to get at a local pizza shop when I was growing up. So I try to give them names that have some meaning to me, you know, Um, Chris Italia, Paul's brother, before we named anything. I showed him the menu and we have a trip. We have a triple decker sandwich. That's peanut butter, jelly and ruffled potato chips. And, and he goes, he goes, I can't wait to try this sandwich. And I was like, really? I go, look, it's, it's good. But why is that the one you're most excited about? And he goes, dude, as a fat kid, are you kidding me? (laughs) And so I called it the fat kid. Like I tried, (laughs) I, I tried to give the sandwiches names that kind of meant something, you know? So um, yeah, but there's not, nothing wrong with reminding people how what they're doing to themselves when they eat that sandwich. <laughs> it's taking them back to their childhood, but also making them fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, those those names sound great because they're not you know wacky like you know puns that are annoying, and 
you also, like you were saying, if there's a story behind it, when somebody goes, why is this sandwich called this? You or one of your uh, minions can, uh, you know, uh, have an explanation. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause like people always ask, they're like, they're like, did you, are you like, are you naming the sandwiches after comedians? And I was like, no, there's <laughs> nothing. That's the worst thing ever to me. When like you look <laughs> at a menu and it's like, it'll be like the Richard Fryer, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a basket of French fries with, and you're like, Oh God, that's yeah, so embarrassing set them on fire. But that's the thing is like, uh, you know, <laughs> Richard Fryer is more clever than they usually do. You yeah. know, it's like worse than that. <laughs> you came up with one that actually made me laugh, but, uh, I mean, also because it's so bad, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's a weird game. Like it's, menus are so funny it when like when you're reading one you go uh-oh like after reading a few things you start to go oh this menu is going to be wacky you know it's gonna have lots of jokes <laughs> but i'm also yeah. weirded out by the ones where there's only two or three things that are supposed to be funny and the rest of it's very straightforward i never understand how that happens i never uh, like, like somebody goes all right i'll let you have two jokes <laughs> the fir they don't they don't have it anymore but the the because the stand is in a new location now but at the ridge at the original location their first menu only had one drink named after a comedian and it was the elaine boozler because it had <laughs> booze <in it>. <laughs> <laughs> and i used to make fun of them endlessly about it i was like this is your only one well, you could also see. order the you you could get if you weren't didn't feel like drinking you could get the Kevin Smart water. What that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no, um, that's good. I think Kevin Smart water. <laughs> let's start a menu. Kevin Smart water, Richard Fryer. I also want to put on the Sam the Sam venison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble. Venison's just not popular enough to get away with that. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, how's that new comedy club? Do they have venison? It's weird. <laughs> Um, I want to go back to when you said your mother's name is Rosemary. Yes. And she met someone named DeRosa and they got married. Yes. So then Rose, Rosemary DeRosa. Oh yeah. Whew, I never put that together until right now. Never, yeah. You never saw the double roses, right? Right in front of your face. No, no. But you know why? Because my mom, when I was growing up, everybody called her Roe. Nobody ever called her Rose or Rosie or anything. They called her Roe. Oh, because she was like on the crew team or something? <laughs> yeah, she was big <laughs> in the crew. <laughs> in fact, when I called the sandwich the Rosie, I felt a little weird because I was like, that's not really what people would call my mom, but but it sounds better than the Roe. Like the Roe sounds, it's too short. Um, So that's... Yeah. So yeah. Jesus, Doug, I never put that together. That's, that's amazing. I didn't think I'd, I'd learn something about my family today, but here you are teaching. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. And I didn't have to do any research. I just had to spit back something you said to me, uh, <laughs> which is uh, her name. It really jumped out at me. What do you know? I mean, of course, you know, but what can you say what her maiden name is was? I don't want to for security purposes. <laughs> it's I a thing it. I often I have it. to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's probably half of your passwords. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also <laughs> banks, banks ask you, they're like, what's your mother's maiden name? They yeah, ask you that all the time. That's yeah. probably the only reason I remember mine is because I get asked it every once in a while. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but DeRosa is a cool last name, though, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I guess so. Like, it's, it's you know, when I was a kid, we got a thing in the mail, like an offer to buy a book called The Book of DeRosa's. And it was a book about how DeRosa is the most common or one of the most common last names in Italy. Like it's, it's like Italy's version of Smith or Jones, which I never knew, you know? So I guess it's a pretty common name. I mean, it's not a bad name. It's definitely, I know this much. It's a last name. It's a first name, last name. Like it's, uh, I definitely have one of those last names where people call me by my last name a lot more than they do certain other people, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that makes it cool or not, but, but it, it, I guess it has something to it. You know, I don't know. You know, do you get, do, do you guys get Benson and Millar, you know, or do yeah. you get first Fair names? Yeah. I think it's, it's like, a stand up thing, right? Like we go, we, it's, it's almost like a sports thing where people yell each other's last names all the time. Yeah, or like yeah. a man thing too. It's manly. I get a lot of uh, you know people that, uh, especially coming like comics that are also heavily in the words of world of sports, for some reason like to call me like take change Benson to like Benny. What's up, Benny? Okay, <laughs> I, I never understood that one really, but it seems to come from a place of like people that just throw around last names more, and then you know nickname nickname the, up those uh, those last names. Okay. Um, but DeRosa, yeah. I mean, I, I think like if I can be so bold, I, you know, I didn't come into this assuming that you would hate the name Joe, but I did come into it thinking that DeRosa really classes up the Joe part, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm not, a, I'm not a generally, I don't call people by their last names, but in your case, I, I, I would consider making an exception if I, especially if I heard a lot of people doing it, It's you know, <laughs> And also it's easier if you do, if you're talking to other comedians, you know, Oh, DeRosa's coming over who, you know, which DeRosa, you know, it's just Joe DeRosa, you know, there's, there's not other DeRosa's in comedy that we know of. Right. I don't think so. But, 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 but also you just made me realize something. I might get called the last name a lot because Joe is so common Mm -hmm. that they just go, just do the last name now, you know, it's more, it's creative. People are having more fun speaking to you by you know using your last name yeah it's Uh, weird it's like i but i know people that i i know people that i go straight to the last name with pete's one of them i go pete isn't pete to me he's holmes you know it's interesting i would never call him that just because i don't i'm uncomfortable with the l and the m next to each other (laughs) you know because if you don't really say the l then it just sounds like you're saying holmes that but that sounded fine the way you just said it. I wouldn't be like <laughs> hey, Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes is coming over. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, who are you talking about, Doc? <laughs> I'm gonna get housed with Pete Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> but Burr is another one. I always call Burr Burr. Yeah. Know? Well, that's a good one. But also he's just he's a fun name to say both. Bill Burr is just fun to say. Uh you know what he, Bill Burr calls me? What? Doug Benson. <laughs> um so <laughs> <laughs> uh Bilber is funny if you say it fast enough, it sounds like a hobbit's name, right? Bilber. Yeah. Bilber Baggins. Bilber Baggins. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, they should play that song. You know, they should play that uh, cheer from Bring It On whenever he comes on stage where they go, Burr, it's cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> but Voss is another one. I only call, I can't remember the last time I called Voss Rich. I can't remember. Literally, I can't remember. But Bonnie, I call Bonnie. Yeah. It's uh, it really is funny how it breaks down. Like for men and women is different, but also the number of syllables in names is is a factor. Like McFarlane is too much work. Yeah, uh, when you can just say Bonnie. Um, but what about has anybody ever just when you're talking to them think that your name is Jody? No, I would love that's that. A, you know, because there's men <laughs> with that, that name Jody. <laughs> And, I would uh, love that. So you could be Jody Rosa. I, I would love that. I think that's interesting. <laughs> I think there's something I should do with that. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe make yeah. a, t- a t-shirt or something. Jody Rosa. <laughs> uh, yeah. The front <laughs> says Jody and the back says Rosa. That's going to be a fun shirt. <laughs> <laughs> did there, what was the, you know, what were, what did the kids, you know, the taunts in school? What did they, uh, how did they mangle your name? I never got any, thankfully, I never got any of those like, you know, like rhyming. We're going to rhyme your name to a derogatory thing. Uh, one of my best friends, James Pinkstone, calls me Ho a lot, like instead of Joe, which makes me laugh. But like, it's also such a simple rhyme that like, it's almost like if you didn't, it's almost like you'd miss it or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not clever yeah. enough to like catch, but like, I never got it. Did you guys get any of those where they'd be like, like, you know, like, uh, I can't even, I can't think They're of just dumb. It's just dumb what they do. Like, you know, we've talked about this before, but like two of the ones I remember were, uh, one kid would always call me Douglas DC nine, which is an aircraft. And so it would, but you know, they just say it in a taunting way. So suddenly it becomes an insult. And then the other one I got a lot was Benson and Hedges because of the cigarettes. That's not insulting though. No, they just go, Oh, (laughs) Benson and Hedges, you know, like it's bizarre how the child's mind just thinks that just like saying, saying it in a tone (laughs) makes it an insult somehow. They never make it clever in any way, you know, like, you know, I call you Douglas DC nine because I wish you'd take off. They don't say shit like that. That's good. That's very, did you just make that up? I did just make that up. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. That's really good. Well, if you ever meet somebody named Doug, you're, you're ready. You know, Douglas. if you ever meet one, that's not the three that you already know, me and Doug and, and Stan Hope. Yeah, like, um, it, it's like, um, yeah, I never, I never got any of the, like, if, if I was like, a kid taunting you, I'd say, uh, I'd go, hey, what are you, <laughs> what's going on? Days of DeWine and DeRosas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I reference an old Jack Lemon Lee Remick <laughs> melodrama. <laughs> About alcoholism. <laughs> Brutal movie. I love that movie. Right. It's it'll so haunt you though. It'll it'll you'll take that one to bed with you. The uh, well, that's what uh, Jack Lemon did a real switcheroo on people, and lots of uh, brilliant comedic actors try to do it. But you know, he was in so many comedies for so long, and then he started doing you know dramatic roles or like roles that look comedic but had a lot of drama in them. And, uh, you know, like that was an example of like, uh, it, it just really reels you in thinking, Oh, Jack Lemon, this is going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, and it's and it is not, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's brutal. Um, it's interesting. I just actually, she's in this movie. 
I just, so I hit up that criterion sale pretty hard that last time, you know, two weeks ago, they did the 50% off again. And one of the movies I bought this go around was a face in the crowd and I hadn't seen it in a while. And I'm watching a face in the crowd and Andy Griffith is, you know, the star and he plays uh, a, a, a megaloma, a mega maniacal. He's just, he's insane. I'm not saying the word right. I really megalomaniac. There you go. <laughs> uh, but he's just insane in this movie. And he's such a dark character and he's just, it's just, he's so damaged and it's, it's amazing. He's amazing in this thing. And, and in fact, what's her name from days of wine and roses plays his second wife in the movie. But, um, I'm watching it and I'm going, my God almighty, could you imagine watching the Andy Griffith show back in the day and then seeing him do this movie, you'd be blown away. And then I looked it up and saw that he did this before the Andy Griffith show. And for a second, I was disappointed, but then I was like, no, it's just as crazy the other way. Like you're like, Hey, that guy from a face in the crowd is a TV show. And then you see it and it's the Andy Griffith show. And you're like, (laughs) this guy is amazing. Look at this turn. He just did, you know? So it's really, it's wild. I love seeing guys do that. And I feel like too many guys try to do that now, you know? Right. And they don't know what their lane is. They think they can do both. Like I, I personally find it distasteful when George Clooney tries to play a stupid or unattractive person. (laughs) <laughs> yes because he yes. just can't pull it off he does not he's not either of those things he's a handsome smart man <laughs> yeah i i agree with that i agree with that i agree with that who's your least favorite like like comedian that tr- tried to be dramatic and you were like oh, oh come on man well it just the problem is that they get caught up in the winning an oscar thing uh you know if they're acting in a bunch of movies they, they suddenly want that that gold, but they're, you know, comedies just don't get the same attention. It's so hard to find a comedy that's got enough drama in it to be like a award worthy. So, uh, they just, uh, you know, there's this, you you see a spate of films from somebody that just feels like they're trying too hard to, you know, uh, Oscar bait movies. And I, I feel like that happened successfully with Robin Williams because then he did win for Goodwill Hunting. Right. But that it was uh, it was just rough for Jim Carrey because he could never get, you know, into the uh, anywhere near the winner's circle with like he made a series of dramas and nobody really is like sitting around going, well, I hope Jim Carrey makes a drama. But then he made that TV, not TV and streaming and everything and limited series and, uh, you know, endless series and all all the different uh, lengths of that shows can be and they all get awards. Mm-hmm. Now I just think that anybody can, because that Jim Carrey show that was on Showtime, kidding, uh, right. was really com- had comedic moments and dramatic moments, and he was great in it. Uh, again, not much awards attention for him for that, but like it could have been there without. But he also didn't have to force it. It was an interesting show, you know, with the yeah. interesting premise. Well, it's interesting too because there's other there are guys that do do the opposite, right? It's like, isn't it wild? If you really think about it, like it is wild. Cause I, I was very familiar with him and his work before any of this. It's wild that John C. Riley is one of our great comedic actors. Now that is not <laughs> yeah. how he started. Right. Like, you yeah. know, like John C. Riley on Tim and Eric, and then having a spinoff from Tim, that is so insane. Like this is the guy 
he would the first thing I ever saw him in was Hoffa, where he plays Frank Fitzsimmons' nephew Petey. He's the guy that turns states on and sends Hoffa to jail in the movie. And like that Boogie and Boogie Nights has funny elements to it, but like this guy was like that's what he did, man. It was like all serious, you know, it was all that like yeah. sort of Philip Seymour Hoffman route. And now, and he still does that sometimes, but now he's like, you don't bat an eye when you see John C. Riley in a comedy. You're not like, that's, you're never like, that's weird. You know, it's so, it's so interesting. And equally great in both roles or both ways. So yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. He's just a terrific actor who has uh, you know, has like empathy and soul and whatnot. So he can, and, and, you know, and he's, he can actually sing and play instruments like he's, you know, talented musically. So he's the sky's the limit for that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wish him all the luck in the world. Uh, did you, <laughs> but did you know that the C in John C. Riley? it does. The reason it's just the letter C is because it, it, it is short for the C word. <laughs> people I people don't know that. that. People don't That's say it amazing. out loud very often because it's rude. Um <laughs> We got to go. This was been, this was went by so fast. It was so much fun. And I, blast. I, I think we have to do a two-parter with you, Joe, please. Because there's so many more things to talk about. We didn't even, I, I'm not even going to say it because uh, we can just get into it some other time. What would you like to promote besides Joey roses on Rivington in the East village in New York, open noon to midnight uh, Wednesday and Tuesday through Thursday and uh, noon to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Till midnight, Tuesday, till till midnight, Tuesday, (laughs) Wednesday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, It's okay. Don't worry about it. Till midnight, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Monday's the only day you're closed. Monday's the only day you're closed. Yeah. So just go to, wait, one more question about Mm -hmm. the place. Uh, are there people like just waiting outside at noon? Cause noon is like, you know, some people go to lunch at le- like 11, 1130. Sometimes there's people waiting. Yeah. That, which is a nice sight to see, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's interesting. I hope that, I hope that becomes a, a regular thing. So we'll see, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're probably going to start opening earlier very soon. Um, you know, when you first open, you limit the hours so you can concentrate business and stuff. And, and when we first opened, we weren't even open on Tuesdays. So within four months to be able to expand to Tuesdays and then, um, you know, I hope Monday soon enough and then, and then expanding the hours and all that stuff. So. Oh, so you're not a guy that thinks that, uh, that like, cause I'm always weirded out by restaurants that are just like, no matter what, they're going to have a Sunday or Monday just off. Like they just like having everybody having that day off automatically. I think they're called Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm learning as we go, you know, and I'm learning, you know, uh, I'm learning what is best for the shop and best for the staff and best for, for business. So, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of plates spinning and a lot of things to figure out, but uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Now I'm scared to say, no, we'll definitely open Mondays one day. Cause I'll get like tired <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, I don't know if people just like knowing automatic. Like when you work at a place, is it nice to know that you're never going to get called in on Monday, or is it annoying because you have a lot of Mondays free and you could be making money? You know, I don't think I don't think this. I don't think anybody ever minds that your work is closed one day a week. Yeah, you know, I don't think anybody's Feels- like you know. Yeah, so that's my guess. But um, but we'll see. You know, if there's a demand for it, we'll we'll do it. But uh, but for now. 
you know, go to joeyrosesnyc.com, get all the info. And then uh, Taste Buds podcast, me and Sal Volcano drops every Monday on the No Pressure Network channel on YouTube. We argue mostly food. <laughs> yeah, then, you guys uh, are very funny together. I see the thanks, uh, buddy. clips all the time on the uh, Instagram. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, and then we'll see you in hell. It's my movie podcast. Pat Walsh. Oh, and I, I thought you were just right, wrapping it up with telling us that you'll see us in hell. <laughs> so- <laughs> and my, here are my plugs, and we'll see you in hell. It was, uh, it was going great, and then he just told us to go to hell. Yeah, yeah, to yeah hell. exactly. Or that he exactly. meets us there. So I guess that's yeah. nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not really an insult when you say I'll be there too. Doug Mellor, uh, do you think you're going to recover in time for uh, to perform somewhere? Dear God, I hope so. I'll, yeah, I'll be the weekend of April 8th. I'll be at the Phoenix Film Festival uh, helping represent our movie, The Disappearance of Toby Blackwood, which has Doug Benson in it for a second. And yeah, there's three uh, screenings that weekend uh, uh, for details. Go to phoenixfilmfestival.com. And also at the end of that weekend, April 9, uh, April 10th at 5 p.m. at the Commodore Perry Estate in Austin, Texas, I will be doing a set uh, as part of a fundraiser for the Other Ones Foundation. Uh, so come check that out. Anthony from Queer Eye will be there hosting. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nice. Also, this is exciting. Wide World of Dugs is coming to the Come and Take It Festival in Houston, Texas at the Secret Group in May. I'll also be doing a Doug Lowe's Movies there. And uh, I, Joe DeRose is going to be there in the, on the first night or two of the fest, I believe. Oh, yeah. I will be. Are you going to be there the first night, Doug? I don't think so. I mean, I might, yeah. you know, I don't know when I'm going to get into town, but I don't have any shows on the first because they start on a Thursday, I All think. Right. And my shows are on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Well, um, I might come back Sunday. I might come back on Sunday. It's all that grab a sandwich and a chocotini. It'll be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to, I just want to take you into other bars now and, and have you tell us what's, what, what's inferior yeah. about their bar compared to yours. Um, <laughs> We always uh, name the show uh, some sort of Doug pun or some sort of just take an expression and shove the word Doug in there awkwardly. And mm-hmm. which do you think is better for this one? Because it's it's the this it's the name. It's what I'm about to say. And then and then the rest of the title is with Joe DeRosa. Do you like do you prefer Doug on rye with Joe DeRosa or sour <laughs> Doug bread with Joe DeRosa? Ooh. What's the d- so the Doug on rye, you just shoved in Doug. Yeah. Because it, it, and sourdough bread is because dough is spelled like Doug, but with, with an H. That one I, yeah. <laughs> I guess sour Doug bread. You like that? I mean, like is a strong word. There's no reason. Doug, to I can't decide. Motion. Doug on rye, I think I like. Wait, I don't yeah, know. Can we, I can't can we decide. Just, can we switch it up this week and just do Richard Fryer? <laughs> Richard Fryer with <laughs> Joe DeRosa. I do like that. All right. That All works. Right. All right. Uh, so there we go. Thanks again, Joe DeRosa, Doug Mellard. I'm, of course, Doug Benson. As always, Richard Fryer. <laughs> Got it.